Hello and welcome to the second part of my Premier League predictions for 2022-23 season. Last last episode I did the top eight Premier League teams where I think they'd finish, kind of like from first place all the way to eighth. Um, if you don't really know what I'm talking about, go and check out that video. It's quite a good upload. I talk about lots of different teams in depth about what I think they'll come in the Premier League. I think I talk about how different players will perform, whether I think uh, like different managers will do well, and kind of just like I give my opinion on debates as a, I'd like to hope uh, people view me as an unbiased Chelsea fan. And with no further ado, I'm going to kick off now in ninth place with Leicester. Leicester, they've, they haven't done any business as of yet so far. They're looking to sell some of their better players and I, I'm predicting them to finish higher than what they did last year. It may make no sense to many people, but Leicester had like a massive kind of injury crisis at the back. Obviously the most high profile of that being Wesley Fofana, who obviously looks like he's going to Chelsea for £85 million. And almost, I think once they get out of that kind of injury crisis where all of their players are permanently injured, it seems, for the season, um, I think they'll be a, a good team to go forward. I don't think they'll be anywhere close to where they were before in terms of like pre-injuries like when they were challenging for like Champions League spots every year like before they were kind of famous for bottling the Champions League which I don't think you can really replicate kind of with this squad with the level of competitiveness that is in the league now I think it won't help with them losing multiple of their best players like I think the club are still in a debt and are looking to get rid of some players uh, obviously there's Wesley Fofana who's been talked about go to Chelsea there's James Madison who looks like he's going to go to Newcastle I know Newcastle have had a bit of about £50 million rejected for him um, but there's also players like uh, Yuri Tielemans who looks to be going to Arsenal for a cut price deal now that his contract is running down that looks to be for about £30 million Tielemans £30 million, that's not great for them. I think that's about what they paid Monaco all those years ago, but I guess if he's on his last year of his contract, you haven't really got another choice. And Wesley Fofana to Chelsea, I've said, £85 million. I think Leicester will be doing well out of that. I think it might be a bit of a, or will be a bit of an overpay by Chelsea again, but Really, Leicester won't be able to replace those players. You'd hope for Leicester that they can kind of spread the money around, but I doubt that they will. Um, overall, I think Leicester will do well. I think they'll finish ninth comfortably. And yeah, it's not good, it's not bad for them. I think they want to be aiming higher based off of previous points totals and previous finishes. But I think this is realistic for Leicester. I think James Madison will be a massive blow for him. What was it, 30 goals and assists last season? Absolutely unreal. Why isn't he starting for England? Um, 
There's him, Wesley Fofana, who should be starting for France, and Yuri Tielemans, who's one of Belgium's hottest prospects. Like, they're letting all of this talent go. I don't think they'll be amazing. But if they can actually register a signing by the end of this summer, I think they might have a shot at finishing potentially higher. Hopefully they can spread the wealth around that they got from those three transfers. But who knows? Wesley Fofana, Yuri Tielemans, James Madison, big blows for the club. And I don't think they have that kind of amazing recruitment that they had before where when they lost Riyad Mahrez they were just able to get in James Madison and it was like it was no problem for them like they could sell whoever and they just have a replacement ready made I don't think they have that anymore there's also eyes on the likes of Jamie Vardy people are saying he's going to drop off I don't know what will happen with him Jamie Vardy he's been slowly 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 declining over the years I think he'll probably only play about 20 games this season. He's a good player, but like his days are starting to come to an end as a football player. He's got lots of kind of off the field issues, obviously with the Roonies. I just feel as though Wayne Rooney, uh, not Wayne Rooney and Vardy's kind of off the field issues are kind of helping as a mask to kind of disguise that he hasn't been doing great recently so yeah ninth place i think that's fine i'm i'm not going to be doing points totals for this episode i don't think because i think i could do it for the top eight since you know roughly what people are going to get but with say ninth to 15th which is what i'm looking at hopefully doing today should i have the time I think it's a bit more difficult because it's almost as though like it's almost just as though like you don't really know what people are going to get you just roughly know positions to be honest like you can predict that City are going to be in the 80s almost 90s mark you know that kind of chasing Champions League pack are going to be 70s eight, uh, 70s late 60s you, you know roughly what they're going to be is what I'm saying um, and next up and a team that I think will underperform this season is West Ham West Ham to be honest I don't I don't think that they'll do well this season I know they're a good squad I think they're really r like riding high on the whole um, like on everything after how good they've done I think it's mainly been Declan Rice just kind of propelling them to these like outstanding levels and I think credit to him for doing so like he he's been absolutely outstanding in the Premier League this season I think kind of his quality has meant that West Ham have been able to stay in an almost continued state of challenging for the Europa Leagues challenging 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 really trying to push into those kind of elite clubs I don't think this will be the year for them I think there'll be some uh I think there'll be some issues at West Ham. I'm not sure. I can't put my finger on it, but I feel as though they'll slip down. I think they'll be tenth. I don't. I, that's a bad finish for the club based on recent kind of levels. But it's almost that's kind of the quality of West Ham's squad. I would say realistically, because they've been massively overperforming what I think their squad should be capable of. Like, how are you challenging for? 
Europa League with the players that they've got is absolutely outstanding. David Moyes seems to really get the best out of all of his players. But I think this season there'll be a bit of a drop-off. 10th place, they've got, what is it, uh, Conference League again, I think. I think they'll put more focus into European competition and, yeah, I can just see them going for that instead of like, instead of focusing on the league a little bit perhaps. I, I just have a feeling that they'll finish 10th. 11th place, and a team that I really quite like under Patrick Vieira, not just because of the way that they held Liverpool 1-1 yesterday, but I've, I've always quite liked this team under Patrick Vieira. I think Patrick Vieira is building a really, really exciting team. He's got the likes of Wilfred Zaha, uh, Everich Yeze. He's got loads and loads of players that are very, very technically capable. And I think all of them, if we can really see a West Ham team that is kind of gelled and is working together, I think this could even go higher. I could see them possibly even going up to like an eighth overtaking where I've put Aston Villa. And I really think that like this Crystal Palace team is really good in terms of going forward. Like I, I really believe that this West Ham team is probably one of the strongest in the league in terms of going forward. Like I genuinely, I can't see, I can't see like a, I, I don't know, I just can't see Crystal Palace really kicking on as I think they probably should under a, I don't, I don't want to say that Vieira's a bad coach, but I, I don't think they can really kick on and get into the top, like, 10 or into the best clubs in the Premier League with a coach like Patrick Vieira at the helm. Like, I, I keep saying about all of these, like, old players going into managers, and I just think that they're given so much, kind of, bandwidth, and they're so, like, everyone's really buying into, oh, they're a good player, they can be a good coach, just because of the, kind of, Pep Guardiola effects, and kind of what happened with Zidane. Yeah, they're like really high profile examples of where it went right. But like I I didn't I wasn't even a fan of it when it was Frank Lampard at Chelsea. And I feel as though Frank Lampard is so much better or was so much better at the club than the likes of Steven Gerrard has been at Aston Villa. Or what I think that uh Patrick Vieira has done at Crystal Palace just because of the way that Lampard transformed that team. He had what was a group of nobodies, Eden Hazard had left. Olivier Giroud was like their best player at the team. It felt like sometimes when Kante was injured and it felt like almost Chelsea were like really, really struggling um, in terms of what players they had. Frank Lampard brought them like to fourth in the Premier League and he set them up really, really nicely. And he brought in players that next season and he kind of laid the groundworks and did everything in order to give Chelsea the players that ultimately won them the Champions League in the next season. Admittedly under a different manager after he got sacked midway through the season, blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows that bit. But I think all of these managers have given a bit too much bandwidth. I think Frank Lampard did well. He was still out. I think Chelsea viewed him fairly. They viewed him as if he was any other manager. And I think if Palace can, like, can get a manager and go forward and help them attack and just, like, get them playing free-flowing football, kind of but a bit better than the way that Patrick Vieira has played it. Just 
a bit more. I don't know. Just... Palace are missing something for me. They've got these amazing players, and I feel as though this is going to be their last season. Almost being able to have the ability to do this because we know that uh, Wilfred Zaha will probably be leaving this summer as his contract expires. But I don't know. It's just I don't know. I, this will be the last season they'll be able to do so. But anyway, moving swiftly on to the next inclusion in 12th. And I've put Brighton. I think Brighton are going to have another solid season in the Premier League. Graham Potter working his magic yet again. Even after losing even more big players, he's lost Mark Cucurella to Chelsea. And he's lost Yves Basuma to Tottenham. I think they're big losses for the club. But I don't think they're anything that Graham Potter won't be able to manage. I think he's one of the best managers in the Premier League. I think he's probably the best outside of the top four, in my eyes. I think he's better than kind of any... I think possibly... Possibly with the exception of Manchester United. But that I rate uh, Graham Potter very, very highly indeed. And I think... He has all of the tools to keep Brighton in the Premier League in a very, very comfortable position in what is 12th. I think, kind of, as a team, they'll need to find a solution for the Cucurella and the Basuma problem. They didn't seem to be phased at all by it when they beat Manchester United 2-0. And, yeah, I think Brighton comfortably mid-table. Southampton are next. Sorry, we didn't talk about Brighton much there. But Southampton are next. And I've said that they'll finish 13th. I think that's fair. I think it's a bit of a different transfer policy under these new owners. I feel as though kind of Southampton's new owners kind of are taking lots of the academy prospects from other teams. And are kind of just like... I feel as though this will be a very good season for Southampton. Or it'll be a very bad one. It's kind of a risky move in order to kind of bring in players like... Gavin Basuma and like all sorts of players like that and all Mohamed Salazu and all of these players like that I feel as though this is either make or break for Southampton like we've seen them do it successfully over the past couple of years like bringing Tino Livramento from Chelsea in what was a successful move until he kind of got injured which is really kind of it kind of put the dampers on for Southampton's season and ultimately I don't know. Everyone everyone at Chelsea wants Tino Livramento to do well. He was the Academy Player of the Year for several seasons running. And I think he has a buyback clause in his contract. So by all means, I want Southampton to do well. So Livramento can do well. And, and we can have a, an excuse to get another Chelsea Academy graduate in the team. Like, Southampton, if they're taking all of the Academy players, like they can do that. They've, been, they've done that successfully in the past before. They have the likes of... Was it Bale come through their academy? They've had all sorts of young players from across kind of the planet come to their kind of academy. That's why they've had all of the players that it seems like Liverpool have snapped up over the past couple of years, like Virgil van Dijk, Sadio Mane, all of them kind of players. But yeah, it's almost as though they're kind of becoming almost a profit machine, but almost what Borussia Dortmund are into the Champions League kind of just a pathway with easy access. They buy lots of young players 
and they kind of if they work then that's great and they can come into the first team play well keep them playing well and then they'll sell them on for a massive profit of what they bought them for and if they don't do well they bought them for such a minimal fee and they're on such low wages that it doesn't really matter to the club like they're not keeping players for ages like say Chelsea would and they're not really going to have that upper class kind of player because as soon as a player gets good I feel as though they'll just leave Southampton which is what has happened in the past even when Danny Ings got remotely good he just went and I feel as though that's kind of what they want to be because then they can be sustainable and keep playing in the Premier League for many years to come but if you look at it for example Borussia Dortmund they've had their most talented line of players I would argue in the club's recent history probably even surpassing the likes of the team that Jurgen Klopp had to work with I think right now Borussia Dortmund or before this season were very very good especially with Erling Haaland and Jude Bellingham and Akanji and players like them I feel as though they're really really talented it's just there's a ceiling to teams like that and I feel as though Southampton will kind of hit that ceiling in 13th they'll be able to sell players on knowing that they've been kind of Premier League proven and that that's got a value in itself yeah 13th I think I think that'll be a solid season for them 14th I have put Fulham I think no one really expects this but I think Fulham are gonna have a good season I don't know why I just feel as though they will under Marco Silva they're looking like a better team last season Kind of in the championship, they looked very, very good in particular. Um, they've brought in, is it William reportedly? I don't know how that will pan out after his spell at Arsenal. Obviously, he was very, very good at Chelsea. The club wanted to keep him when he went to Arsenal. But, of course, they weren't willing to offer him kind of the wages and like the extended contract that he actually ended up getting at Arsenal. So, I don't know, it'd be interesting to see how it goes. I don't think necessarily Willian will do great, but I feel as though the players around him will. And yeah, I feel as though Fulham will have a good season. They'll stay up. And when Norwich come up next season, kind of the universe will implode. They've never seen each other before. Yeah, 14th is a good season for them. I I just think Mitrovic will go absolutely crazy this season. I don't know what it is. I, I just have a feeling. 15th place, I've put Everton. It's a it's a better finish than what Everton got last season, finishing what was it, a couple of points above the drop. They were in the relegation battles all season. They stayed up. I'm happy about that, to be honest, because Everton... It's always nice to see Everton in the top flight. The league's better with them in it. And Everton, 15th place, that's solid. It's an improvement on last season... If they lose, uh, if they lose their star boy Anthony Gordon, that might not be great for them. But they've made a lot of money from Richarlison. They've strengthened with the likes of Tarkovsky and Connor Cody, and is it that Portuguese left back? Um, players like that. I think they're good additions to the squad, especially with the fact that with Connor Cody coming alone and with Tarkovsky obviously being on a free transfer after he's left Burnley as his contract expired. I think they're good additions to the squad and I feel as though they'll help them stay defensively solid next season. I think as Frank Lampard wants to play back five, 
or he did against other teams at the start of this season, which I think would be good. It's just about whether it's just about whether they can find consistency in the Frank Lampard. He's very very good at bringing through young players. I think give him a full season with Anthony Gordon, he can work wonders. I think lots and lots of different players. Frank Lampard, he's amazing with young players. Frank Lampard will find a way to bring through a young player and we'll be looking at him next season thinking, wow, look at this amazing young player. Whether that be Frank Lampard really taking Anthony Gordon to be one of Europe's best or something of that type. I think Frank Lampard really has that kind of touch in terms of youngsters. Anyway, that's my thoughts on places 9 to 15. I'm going to be doing a 16th to 20th in kind of the relegation battle list to come. Who do you think will survive next episode? And what do you think of these predictions? Especially with Fulham here, I think that's rather controversial to be honest. Lots of people are saying that Fulham will go down. I just have this feeling that even after Fulham lost the likes of Carvalho, I just think they'll stay up. But what do you think? Thank you for listening to the Chelsea News Podcast. I've been your host, Jack. These have been my Premier League predictions. Thank you. Bye.